Hello and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour, episode 259. How you doing? What's going on? Some things I want to talk to you about today. Fun bit of lore. Something I'm surprised I've never done before. And uh, the perils of transport. The perils of driving in the third segment of today's program. Welcome to the show. My name is Vince, your host. You look fantastic. First, I just want to jump right into this Microsoft thing. So, I've been talking about this for a while. And Microsoft has been trying to buy out Activision and Blizzard. And I have some notes that I'm going to go over. And I'm going to quote everything uh, from the tweets that Kyle has sent me. But, it pretty much has come out that... Microsoft's entire plan was to, like, destroy PlayStation. They wanted to get rid of PlayStation completely, and they can't. Uh, the, the, the Brits were doing something where they were saying it was blocked, and then it got opened back up again, and now the Federal Trade Commission of the U.S. is saying this is a monopoly and is getting involved, so let's just get into it. Playing into this, we're going to get... Uh, uh, this just I got a notification on my phone from Twitter, but this is from Tom Warren... Uh, a verified account, but that doesn't mean anything anymore. The senior editor at The Verge. Okay, cool. Bethesda just revealed that Indiana Jones is an Xbox and PC exclusive. It's coming to Game Pass day one, but Disney had a contract for multiple consoles before Microsoft Microsoft's Bethesda acquisition. Right? That's just the tweet. I'm not going to read super deep into the tweet. Carl sent me a series of tweets by a fan named Steven Titlio. Totlio? T-O-T-I-L-O? Tolio? Prior to the Zenimax transaction, Starfield and Redfall were originally planned before anything. It was, it was supposed to be on. Starfield is supposed to be on PS5, but then then it got bought out, and now it's on Xbox and PC. Again, uh, same fellow. Microsoft says Redfall and Starfield are PC slash Xbox only, keeping with the need to offer some exclusive content while mitigating the economic cost and damage to its player-focused brand. Redfall, quote, generated minimal sales, end quote, and, quote, many other, end quote, future ZeniMax titles will be shipped with PS and Nintendo. Again, Steven again. That's the opening arguments during the FTC case where it all sounded like they briefly showed Microsoft's Call of Duty deal offered to Sony before Sony lawyers objected and the court pulled it from the view ftc lawyers are questioning bethesda's pete hines confirming that disney had a deal for indiana for the indiana jones game that'd be for multiple consoles hines confirmed the ftc says deals were amended post acquisition only to be on xbox i didn't know that disney oh until like this happened i didn't know that disney owned indiana jones that should, this is kyle was saying that that should be proof enough on its own and i'm like yeah this is like a huge Huge story. Sony's Jim Ryan said, this is from Charlintel? Charlie Intel on Twitter. Sony's Jim Ryan said in a disp- disposition back in April that if Microsoft's acquisition of Activision happens, Sony won't share any PlayStation 6 information with Activision developers, saying they would not be able to share relevant future console info, info to a developer owned by a competitor. Oh, wow, that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Why would they say, okay, hey, Activision is going to 
make Call of Duty for PlayStation, but I can't give it to them because then they're going to know what we're going to have and they can make a stronger console. I don't want to say that that's corporate espionage, but that might be corporate espionage. Do you think this collaboration with Activision... This is a question from uh, James Ryan, Highly Confidential, April 6th, 2023. This is just a bunch of documents, uh, some questionings from him. Uh, Question. Do you think that this collaboration with Activision has led to better features on the PlayStation's Gen 5 console? Uh, Jim Ryan answers with, I believe that to be the case and questioned yeah it just seems like it's not going to go through and it seems like it's not going to go through for like the best reasons uh we have the federal trade commission we have things to stop monopolies in this country and it seems like it's not going to go through now i hope it doesn't i'm happy that this is being taken care of we also have a bunch of people that are starving in my country um we have a bunch of places in my country that in the united states that doesn't have clean water We have a bunch of people that are homeless uh, with mental health problems. We also have mass shootings on a massive scale. There's like three a day. I'm pulling that number out of my ass, but I'm probably not far off. So I'm just happy that the billionaires are being told that they're making enough already. And they don't need to be making too much more. But they can make more if they want. It's not too, too much. Speaking of people with too much money, I want to talk about this submarine thing real quick. How do you get lost in a submarine? Swim up. Go up. It's not like it's a maze. Water goes, when you go in water, there's two directions, up and down. You can go around things, but I'm saying like you want to be in water or or out of water. In water, go down. Out, go up. How do you get lost? And then I saw this video. It's like a tube. It's like a massive tube with one button, and they control it with a Mad Cats controller. So you're telling me the controller I give to my friend who I don't really like or my little brother unplugs so he thinks he's playing while I'm playing a video game? This is you're controlling a submarine with? And then and then I find out that the inside depressurized and essentially like collapsed upon itself. So if anybody was even alive after it collapsed, they drowned to death. Like just just uh, I'm just so happy that, like, tax money will be spent on them being found, like, their bodies being found, the corpses being found. Like, I'm just so glad that that's what that's going to come to. It's just a, just wild, just absolutely insane that that's, like, a thing that happened. Here's my other thing about this. So, for those who don't know about the submarine thing, that they wanted to go see the Titanic ruins in 2023. Who cares about the Titanic in 2023? It was cool when it happened. And then we all watched the movie and pretended like we cared for the year before, the year during, and the year after. Nobody cares about the Titanic. Why would we? They switched the names of the boats last minute. Look this up. I don't know the name of it. I don't know the whole story. I knew a kid. There was a kid that I went to school with who loved the Titanic, and I remember making fun of him a lot. And just, he sat in front of my one class and talked. He was like a year too old than me. His name was Alex. This kid Alex sat in front of my classroom and for like an hour and change, I think this was done over two days, so it might have been even longer, talked about the Titanic. And I remember just being like, Doug, it was a ship that went down. They cut every single corner they could cut. They cut so many corners, it was a circle. 
like they cut every corner. It was nothing but rich people. Then it went up and snapped in half and fell down. Like, why would you want to, like, why would you care about finding it? Like, I don't, James Cameron went down there. Why? I just don't see the intrigue. Like, all that money to go look at the remains of a ship? And it's on a ship that's put together with, with chewing gum and duct tape? You kidding me? Just, 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 just silly. Just absolutely silly. I'm like disgusted that I know about that. And today I saw something that there was a bunch of refugees off the coast of Greece that went down on a ship that had people from Egypt and Syria, refugees from Egypt and Syria and Palestine and a bunch of other countries. And that was like not covered whatsoever. But five billionaires want to go look at the remains of a, of a boat that again, who cares about the Titanic in this, like, like imagine, I, I can't even like, I can't even try to fathom an equivalent because of how dumb I think it is. It's a Titanic. It's a cruise ship. What did the Titanic, like, what did the Titanic do for us as, as a culture? Give us a shitty movie? I do like in the, in the end of that movie when the ship's going down, someone falls off the back and there's the propeller and they smack their legs off the propeller and they do like 40 flips where they hit the water. Killed me as a kid. I remember thinking that was the funniest thing on the planet. There's some people I have to thank quick because I need to get into this lore. And before I get into this week's lore, I have to thank the Patreon. So to the Patreon, I want to say thank you. Because of you guys, the show continues to get bigger and better in every shape, form, and fashion. And I have to thank you real quick. So starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you to Mellow Millhouse. And last but certainly not least, I have to thank Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox. Without you guys, the show is not possible. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, this week, I'm going to get into, in the third segment, what's been going on with me, because uh, it's been a lot, just travel-wise. Um, but this week, I didn't have everything planned out the way I usually have everything planned out because of my travel stuff. I needed to take a bit of a vacation. I haven't really been away in a while, and, you know, the weight of the world gets to be a tad much after a while. So... I picked something that I thought would be fun. It's not by way of Patreon. It's by way of me. Uh, but I picked something that I thought would be rather fun. So if you'd like to hear any sort of lore, if you want your voice to be heard in any which way, make sure you're part of the Patreon. Because even at the $1 tier, the cheapest tier that I can like even put on Patreon, your voice can be heard picking the week's lore. So this week, I chose lore. And this week's lore is on Codsworth from Fallout 4. Now, Codsworth is a great companion uh, for multiple reasons, one of them being that he just kind of carries a tradition in my, in my mind when it comes to the Fallout games. He carries a tradition of something that's non-human that follows you around, something that you can interact with. And I'm always a big fan of when I can have somebody that isn't just a robot that's with me. Excuse me, that isn't just a human that's with me, because it adds an extra element. It adds an extra little bit of something else that's a little different. It makes the post-apocalyptic sci-fi world feel a little more real. And I don't mean real in the sense that it could happen in my world, but real in the sense that I feel like I'm in a sci-fi world. I, 
I have a feeling when Starfield comes out, Vosco is going to be like my guy for a while. Uh, just because it's a robot, that's my buddy. Now, he's the sole survivor's domesticated Mr. Handy, the domestic model of a Mr. Handy. He's part butler and part friend. Uh, he was the sole survivor's family butler until 2277, up until 2287. You can retrieve him by exiting the vault and starting the quest out of time. And I think we all remember, if you uh, were hyped for Fallout 4 when it first got announced, that Fallout 4 started with, that E3 started with uh, showing us gameplay of the Soul Survivor speaking to Cogsworth and showing the voiced protagonist and showing how this the dialogue system was going to work and him talking to you about everything and saying like, oh... Sir, I've missed you. He was purchased not long before October 23rd of 2077 and is left behind because the vault tech rep says that you cannot take robots inside of the vault. They were not permitted inside. Once you meet up with Cogsworth again, he seems happy. He seems delighted. He seems so excited to not only see you, uh, but that he's been just doing his job. And for the first 10 years of the war, he kept the nuclear fallout he kept the nuclear fallout tainted floors waxed, he dusted the collapsed house, and he polished the rusted out car. Two centuries of isolation have actually put him inside of a deep, deep depression. He tries hard to cope by pretending that nothing ever really happened, and he's tried to visit Concord a couple times, which is just the next town over, uh, but he said that he's been pummeled with sticks a few times, and on a few occasions he's been shot. Uh, just some fun notes for you. You could take Cogsworth with you wherever you want out into the wasteland. He becomes one of my favorite companions after the, the uh, Mechanist, the Automatron update, because you can modify him. And mine is like a full-on sentry bot with like a nuke launcher and a human skull, just like for a face. He's cool. I like Cogsworth a lot. But just some notes for you. I said prior that he can say the sole survivor's name. Uh, he could say over 900 different names. Some of them get shortened. Some of them get elongated. But he can say a bunch of different names. I remember that being a big thing. I don't remember if he can say mine, but I remember him saying olives and being like, how did it, how you and not me? But he also says, like, face and, like, Mr. Titties and a bunch of silly stuff like that. Vosco does it too now. He's armored with a circular saw on a flamethrower, much like all other Mr. Handys. He's one of the, the only few robots that acknowledge the Great War. Now, the, the wiki, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com, the Nukipedia, if you will. Uh, it says that the only three others that acknowledge it are Captain Ironsides, Curie, and the supervisors of Grey Garden. And uh, that's all Fallout 4 stuff, so I don't know if it's the only robots in Fallout 4 or if robots acknowledge it in other games, I wasn't quite sure. If you go into water and you have Cogsworth with you, he'll actually float above it. He won't dive in, which makes sense because he has a little jet that he's propelled by. And he can wear a bowler hat, which I remember the way we found out about that when we were all playing in my friend group was Kyle um, messaged us and he was like, oh, because he says like, oh, something, something, I'll eat my hat. And Kyle went, no way. And like gave him a hat and he put it on. I remember, I remember that vividly. That's just about everything I have on Cogsworth. Man's second best friend next to dog meat, man. Really, really enjoy Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Pre Cogsworth's. Cogsworth's presence in the game. He only shows up in Fallout 4, Fallout the board game, and Fallout Wasteland Warfare as a character. He's, uh. 
he's just he's a staple, I feel like. Not even just him, but Mr. Handys are just such a staple of the Fallout universe. And I'm just like, so excited to see how they show up in the show. I'm excited to see how they show up in future games. But that, my friends, is this week's lore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third segment of the program. The segment where we just kind of hang out, we talk, we chill. If there's anything going on other than, you know, like submarines and Xbox acquisitions. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit here. I, I just got back from vacation. I went to Florida for a couple of days with some friends. And I got, I'm usually like a world-class flyer. I, I, I shouldn't say that, but I pride myself on being a good flyer. I'm always there two hours ahead of time. I'm always ready to rock. I'm always ready to roll, too. And... I got there later than I wanted to. I almost missed my flight. I almost never fly during the day. I'm either incredibly early morning or incredibly late at night. Like, I get the last flights of the day all the time. I'll, I'll take the 11.55 flight anywhere because I know, like, okay, I can go to work, do everything I got to do, hit the airport, and then uh, fly somewhere. I got the whole next day. Like, I, that's how I like to fly usually. So I fly out, and I almost missed the flight, but I, I, I cut, was cutting it close. Like... <laughs> If I uh, if I was like ten minutes later, I would have missed my flight. But I've I've never missed a flight. I don't ever plan on missing a flight. Then uh, you know I get to Florida and it's it's great. It's hot. It's humid. It's it's everything that you'd expect. I was in the water. I was in the the, the ocean and I swam in the pool. I ate decent. Like I had this great sushi. It was uh, two types of tuna and salmon. I love sushi, man. I love seafood. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. I wanted some shrimp, but I want to get anyway. I just had a good time. I went. And then I get to the airport two and a half hours early to leave Florida. This is Tampa, Florida, going towards Denver. And I'm like, all right, let me just get in the airport. Let me do what I got to do, this and that. Like, I know how to fly. Like, and I make sure that I'm going to be there early this time. So I get there, and it's me and another person. And as we pull up and get dropped off, the flight gets delayed by like an hour. And then an hour later, it gets delayed by another hour. And then it gets delayed to the point where I took off at, I want to say, like, five and change. And I didn't land in Denver to, like, it was, like, just about nine. It was, like, 850-something. And mind you, I have to cross two time zones, so I'm, I'm you know, it's it's late. And my day goes from being a 24-hour day to a 26-hour day, so you feel it. And we land in Denver, and I've never seen so much rain. There was so much rain in Denver. There was so much hail. There was so, all this, right? And it was like this in Florida. It was bad. It was real, real bad. And I'm just scared. Like, because we get out, and then I have to, I got to go to where we park the car. And we park the car, and it's like four rows away from where the bus lets you out. So, me running... And I run. <laughs> that's that's my preferred form of exercise. I run from uh, the bus terminal to the car in a minute and a half, if that. Soaked. Just absolutely just soaked to the bone. Get in the car. Drive out. You can't see a damn thing. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I got to leave. Like, I can't sit here. 
So I go to leave, and I'm driving, and I'm driving, and I'm driving. And I never took flash flood warnings seriously. I always thought flash flood warnings were like salmonella. I've never heard of anybody dying in a flash flood. I've never heard of anyone being hurt in a flash flood. The same way I've never heard anybody getting like salmonella and dying. I just thought it was horseshit. So I'm driving through, and there's a point in some in some of the roads where it dips, and uh, the car doesn't want to move. So it's pouring. It's just coming down. It's it's scary, and. I'm trying to just play it cool, man. I'm just trying to just be be like calm little babies, like just 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 trying to go. And uh, my friend's like, I can't watch. I can't look. I'm like, then close your eyes. I was like, I, we're not going to get hurt. I know we're not going to get hurt. Twice, I almost lost control of the car. But just quick thinking, you know, it's just like you're in like a second state of mind. You're like, zip, zap, zip, zap just something about it man it's just i i got out of it in some some way i I, like don't even know how i pull into a hotel there's like three hotels and i was like i need a room and the guy's like hey pal i'm really sorry uh we're booked we're booked all the way up and i'm like man it's too dangerous to drive an hour away and he's like oh my goodness i'm so sorry i said what about the other hotels he goes I don't know if they have any vacancy or not, but you can check. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. Be safe, and I and I dip out. Super sweet. Second hotel, a lot of the the second, or a lot of the a lot of the same as the first story, but not anything crazy. And mind you, I'm I'm on edge, like I'm dealing with making sure I don't kill anybody in the car, making sure that I don't die, making sure that I can get home. I. We let, let's say we landed at like 8.50. Let's say I was, uh, it normally takes me about an hour and a half to get home from the airport, right? I'm on edge. I'm afraid. Uh, I got a person in the car with me who's crying. I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying to pretend like I'm not f- terrified because I'm driving. You know what I mean? You got to just be like, like you put on a brave face. And I walk into this third hotel and I was like, you got any vacancy? Like I just walk in. I was like, anything available? I didn't even say hello. And lady's like, I'm booked out. And I went, oh, I was like, it's too dangerous to drive an hour away. And this other lady goes, well, how is that my fault? And I went like on edge completely. I go, I know it ain't your fault. I'm just stating what my predicament is. And I'm like looking her dead in the eyes. I say this and the other lady's like, well, I can help you maybe find something. And I'm like, thank you. And like, I was so, I was so livid at this old lady. Like I I almost wanted to say something to her. And uh, then we just kept driving. We got back in It started to slow down. And I just said, if we just keep heading south, the storm is heading north. So we might be able to get out of it. I got off that plane. Let's just say nine. I didn't get home till almost 2 a.m. Just, just, a, just a shit show, man. I've never had that experience traveling. I love flying. I love travel. Like, I, I, I will put up with the shitty seat and the baby crying and the, you know, I'll put up with all that stuff to go experience something new. That is one time where I was like, I'm, I had an easier time flying to and from France. I went a few states away. It's like a three-hour flight. Just crazy. Just nuts. Bonkers. That's all I have for you guys this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Oh, I didn't even bring up the laptop. I should have something with the laptop soon. Whatever. We could talk about it next week. I might have it next week. Who knows? I hope you're well. 
that's all I have for you this week. If you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. The song's called Feather Duster. But you can get all of his free music at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Link in the description below to my Twitter, the show's Twitter, and Kyle's Twitter. The Patreon is down there as well. Again, thank you to the Patreon. I love you. There's the link to the Redbubble down there. A link to the Discord. Join the Discord. I hope to see you guys next week. You guys look well. You seem great. Call somebody you love and tell them that you love them. I'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye now. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Goldman Entertainment.